What is going on, cyberspace? Welcome to the Hyperpixel Podcast. I am Michael K, and I am joined today across the interwebs and the inner tubes and the vast netscapes by my dear friend Zarain. How are you doing today, Professor X? I am quite excellent, Mr. Michael K. Fantastic. Um, That's what I like to you, hear. You, you, you pluck the heartstrings of my st- nostalgic past with talking about the Netscapes out there, man. It just came to me. I was also a deep Netscape supporter as well. That's all. I was so sad when they when Netscape went away. Like seriously, yeah. that was a sad day of my life. Bro, what was uh what was there was a version of Netscape was it a version of Netscape or it was like it was something else like Netscape that was like had a dark mode? Did you ever oh, use that? Do you know what I'm talking about? That seems very familiar. Well, I do know that like Netscape itself mm-hmm. like was a little darker with like the the interface. Yeah. But I think I know what you're talking about. It was like real. Yeah, dark. it was like a dark, straight up dark mode. Yeah. Man, I don't remember what that was. <laughs> we'll have to investigate yeah, and right? bring that back to light. <laughs> Man. But yeah. So uh, deep past of the interwebs. Oh, dude, that that's a whole that's a whole podcast in general. Yeah, it uh, is. I need to write this down. We need to we need to do a whole <laughs> put podcast that in our on, document like, right like now. Like Instant Messenger, Amos Messenger, Yahoo Bruh. Instant Messenger, all that stuff. I'm literally typing going to type this right now. So you just Fantastic. keep going, doing it live. Well, the next thing I was going to do is I was going to ask you, uh, Zarain, Other than you know it being really really cold where, where oh, sector x is right now is there anything right. cool going on in sector x like are you are you playing anything cool are you watching anything cool or doing anything cool oh man um so like right now as far as like any of that kind of stuff goes the the biggest thing that's going on with me is i've fallen back into magic the gathering mm. um playing mtgo so magic the gathering online which is you, not magic arena which is the new thing i just so imagine like i just imagined <laughs> you doing like a trust fall and then you know the the community of magic just caught you and then you're there like all three people that are back there playing legacy <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah that was that was a big trust fall um uh, yeah that, that that's kind of how it is uh, but i mean it's a really cool community um but yeah so magic arena is like the new the hearthstone kind of mock version of magic um and i don't really play that although i probably should get into it but the Mm. reason that i don't play that is and this should be its own podcast too and we'll talk about at some point in the future i'm sure um is that it only supports a small number of formats of magic so magic is a game for people who don't know uh it's a card game a lot of people describe it as like chess combined with poker um, but with mm. like 20,000 pieces. So, and like <laughs> you get to decide which pieces you use. But some of the ways that you decide what pieces you use is what format you're playing. So, there's mm. like different formats like standard, there's uh, pioneer, historic, that's a new thing with Arena, um, modern, legacy, vintage, commander, pauper, penny. And there's then there's lots of others too. Mm-hmm. Um, those are most of the official formats. So, uh, I play older formats like, uh, modern legacy. I don't really play vintage, but whatever. Um, uh, and those formats are not on magic arena, so, which is, mm. is, is sad in a way because like, and it makes sense in a way because there's so many cards and so many interactions of cards yeah. that they have, would have to program, uh, to, to bring, especially like legacy and vintage cards into it because they're so complicated. So mm-hmm. anyway, so I play Magic the Gathering Online, which is the old one, which still supports the older formats, but the community is so much smaller now. So yeah. many fewer people because most people have either migrated to Arena or they've just stopped playing altogether because like 
those of us that play that i'm probably part of the young crowd that plays like those older formats you know most of them are the ones that were like in their 20s in 1993 when the game came out yeah and so like you know it's real old hats anyway so i've been going way back down that and playing and and the formats are way different now because they've printed some new cards they started doing something interesting since the last time i stopped playing which is they started printing new sets of new cards that were only for older formats they oh, used to never do that okay you could only used to play cards that were printed during whatever sets were legal in that format but now they're printing new sets that are legal in that format and mm-hmm. they're using that as an opportunity to reprint cards that they don't want to get into standard because normally if they print a card it has to get into standard yeah which is like the the newest sets format which is what they focus on most because that's how they make the most money mm-hmm. play, uh, you know selling sets um but they know that there's a big community around these what are called eternal formats so they started printing new cards for eternal formats which mm-hmm. is I think it's really cool, but they're breaking them, man, because they're printing way too powerful stuff, <laughs> which is saying something for me because I really like powerful stuff. Anyway, yeah, yeah. like I said, that's a whole podcast, but that's where I'm at with my uh, free time as it, it may or may not exist. <laughs> right. That's cool. Yeah, I, I love obviously I love, you know, like playing older stuff, um, yeah. but like so I uh, that sounds kind of like uh, the original fantasy star online. For Dreamcast, oh, so there are yeah. still people that play that. So like, there's you know PSO two now, and there's yeah. all the different versions of Fancy Star Online, but there are still people playing the original Dreamcast one. So yeah, well, it's, and it's like uh, EverQuest Project 1999. People mm. who take the you know like the old install disc and they set up a server and like the old install works with the server, and yeah. so like the people that play it every day, and you can go. I mean, it's not a huge community, but mm-hmm. it's 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 pretty close to enough to have a decent experience yeah, I mean, in the game I, so i i actually played it uh i don't know several months ago uh i have like a little raspberry pi on my dreamcast oh, that, oh yeah it, that's right. so it long story short people host these servers that have been offline forever uh they have like i i don't know how they engineered this but they host these servers and this raspberry pi basically emulates like a dial-up connection and then it hits those servers you know for whatever game so you have to the only thing is you have to play with like a patched game so that it will hit that 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 other server or whatever um but yeah i mean like there's like they have like a calendar with like we're gonna play quake 3 arena this day we're gonna play pso this day you know and that's awesome you just you know whenever there's some people in there you can uh hop in there and there's like you know actually a decent amount of people in there and so that's awesome man like see that kind of stuff is just what keeps me going with like gaming and whatnot mm-hmm. because like I like new stuff, don't get me wrong, but there's is a very narrow band of new things that I like. Yeah. And um and that's just because I'm getting old and because I I think as we get older we have all these fond memories of the past and we just kind of want to relive them in some way mm-hmm. um, or, you know, do the things that we couldn't do. I think this is kind of the point you've made before about, you know, one of the reasons that you really like all the retro stuff is because now you can go back into the games that you missed. You didn't get to play. You can go back and you can experience those. Yeah. Um, that has been and, the story uh, of my life for the past several <laughs> years, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I, just the same as you, you know, I have a an impossibly long need to play list mm-hmm. and it's never happened. Happening. The whole list certainly isn't ever happening. I have to figure out what's most important to me to to go back and, and play. And you know, right. oh well, first world, half world problems. You know that sort of thing. <laughs> right. But uh, I, and I don't complain about it. It's just it's it's awesome to be alive in a time when that's 
that's the problem you're dealing with. It's yeah. like, you know, what am I going to go? What game am I going to play? And it's not like, well, not as di- nearly as dire as like, you know, how am I going to make it day to day? But mm-hmm. um, I'm definitely blessed and fortunate to be in that kind of a position. So definitely no complaining. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and funny enough, like on my end, so I'm still playing Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, I, yeah, it's, it's just, just it's like an ongoing And you probably thing. will be for a while. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I started playing it. I don't know maybe may or something like that okay okay so you're, you're deep in it um and i i've taken several br- breaks to play other things you know games that may sure. have been like 10 to 15 hours or something like that so i'll take a break yeah. play one of those come back to final fantasy 8 so it's been like this juggling thing so yeah. what happened was uh i got maybe i don't know 25 hours or so into the game and i realized that i have just been playing the game wrong um uh-oh. So, uh oh! You just been using Guardian Forces the whole time. That's it. That is accurate. Um, <laughs> so been yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I went into the game just like knowing nothing about it. Like I sh- I wish I had read just something about it before I started. <laughs> but you know, anyway. So I got about twenty five hours into it. And I was like, oh crap. This is like becoming very difficult because like, I, you know, like two hits and I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, I've like, I want to beat this game. I want to play this game. So I got to figure out, you know, how to play it. And so I did. And then uh, I got to a good stopping point in the story and I just uh, started grinding, you know, everything trying to, you know, get up to speed with like magic and leveling up guardian yeah. force abilities and the magic started the playing one, the man. card Rio. game and, you know, all that stuff. Find where the crap all this is. Right. Uh, so I, I looked at my save data. Actually, it was on my stream last week. I, I just happened to see the time on it yeah. and I'm at 47 hours on it. So I spent, <laughs> bro, I don't even know, like, and some of it is a little fluffed because I had to leave my PS1 on to go somewhere because I there was no oh. save spot, you know, one of those situations. <laughs> Certainly. Um, so some of it's a little fluffed, but like, I don't know, man. I think I spent probably a good 10 to 15 hours just <laughs> trying to rebuild my characters, like p- sure. my party and everything. And so, so I just now got to a point where I'm able to continue with the story. So I have okay. continued. Um, I forgot what the city's called. It's like a really futuristic looking area. Um, it Don't has like these, these <laughs> like it's it's like has all these like transport like air tubes. It looks like a freaking looks like something out of the Jetsons, basically. Um, uh, it's not Galbadia, is it? Man, you could say anything right now, and I don't remember what it was. Yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah. So I'm I'm there. It's not the it's not the the city where like uh, Laguna and all them are, is it? No. Okay. No. So I don't know. Um, I don't. I remember so little. That, right. Unfortunately. <laughs> so yeah. Like the details. So I was hoping I would beat it by the end of the year, but I just I don't think that's going to happen. So seems like a tall order at this point. Right. Exactly. Um, if I didn't have to take a multiple side quests here, then <laughs> and I missed two guardian forces that you have to draw from two specific people, otherwise you can't get Uh-oh. them. Uh, so that's just Uh-oh. that just is what it is, but. Anyway, sad times. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Uh, so, um, over the next few weeks, Zarey and I are going to be talking about our favorite games. So, this is kind of 
this is going to be kind of a, a random number, but I think it makes sense as far as how we're going to split this up. So <laughs> we're going to do our top six favorite games. Uh, today, I am going to do my numbers four, five, and six. Next week, Zerain is going to do four, five, and six. The next week, I'm going to do my top three. And then the following week after that, he is going to do his top three. So that's basically going to be the next uh, the next four. This podcast and the next three are going to be us talking about our favorite games and everything. And that's that's being like very uh, quick with what we talk about because mm-hmm. th- these conversations could literally be hours and right. hours. Right, and yeah, I'm sure most people listening will understand. <laughs> right, this could get. We might have to re re revisit this terrain. I don't know. We might have to like just do two days. I have no idea what's going to happen. We'll just give it a try. We're just doing it live, you know. <laughs> um, so uh, for me, four, five, and six are so insanely close that I am literally not happy with any order that I put these in. So I'm just going to say four, five, and six are kind of just like, you know, a single slot. It's kind of a wash. You know, I'm just (laughs) kind of honorable mention to one, two, and three. Right. Exactly. I'm just kind of waving a hand at that. So I'm just going to have to do the same. Yeah. Right. Um, And I actually have props here because I am who I am. So if you're you're watching this on the YouTubers, uh, you will see this lovely game in front of you. So this is a super Mario RPG for the Super Nintendo Entertainment That's System. Big. Yes. Uh man, like so so this is my original copy which is is super cool. It's actually like in fairly good condition honestly. And, and for those uh, just audio, it is in box. Yes, I'll it is in box. Know. My bad. It is uh it is complete in box. Yes. Oh um, man. Yeah, it's all all the extra extra stuff in and everything. But uh man, so I want to say this is the first the first turn-based RPG I actually like really played. Um yeah. You're young and I forget I always forget how young you are. <laughs> right. <laughs> I uh I man, I don't know. Like I I just I was really into like the action adventure kind of stuff when I was younger. Um I I just I don't know. I just didn't really play any any turn-based games. Uh I didn't um I guess I just didn't know which ones to play. And I, I didn't really have any friends that played any, any turn-based RPGs either. So I just, you know, it was just a whole different world out there that I, I didn't even know about. Sure. Um, but I, uh, I went into over to a friend's house. I, I had a friend in elementary school and we would some days after school, I, I have no idea looking back on this. I have no idea how I was able to convince my mom of this, but um, some days after school, like we, we would go throughout the whole day, you know, like talking about stuff or whatever. It was like, you know, in elementary school when you have every single class with the same group of kids. And so, uh, you know, we, he got super Mario RPG like that weekend or something like that. And so we were talking about it all day long and it's like, man, I need to, I need to go over there and play that. And so we would do this thing where we would, you know, plan during the day and this was before you know obviously cell phones and text messages and (laughs) friggin like emails or anything there was no way to contact your parents other than to like go to the office or the nurse or something and call them on the phone there so um anyway the end of the day comes and i go to my mom and say hey i want to i want to go over to to uh, my friend's house (laughs) i'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw out any names or anything. Uh, so I want to go over to my friend's house, and so she'd be like, "Okay, whatever." And so I would I would go over there for a couple hours after school, um, and basically stay over there for a few hours, and then she would come pick me up later, um, like you know around dinner time to come home and 
eat and do homework and all that stuff. And so uh, I played Super homework, Mario. Do what? Homework. What's that? Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I uh, played Super Mario RPG overhead at his house. I thought it was the the coolest thing. And if, if you've never played Super Mario RPG, it has uh, like the pre-rendered and like, I don't know, the cover is pretty accurate, like the way it looks. Uh, it has like the pre-rendered sprites that are in it, like the 3D looking stuff like Donkey Kong Country, if you've ever seen that. Um, so it just has this like very, like, I don't know, this just vibrant look to it. And uh, I love the story in this game because it I, I feel like it, it has this lightheartedness to it, but it also has kind of like this darkness to it as well. It's kind of like this just like, perfect mixture of the two this lighthearted world with all this this like darkness in it you know um and i also love that you can play as bowser in this game i yeah. i think it's 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 super cool to me whenever i'm like such a sucker for this in and like stories in general when uh when everybody can like come together regardless of you know anything they think or believe or you know they're fighting or whatever they can come together you know against something else i think that that whole scenario is uh is super cool um but anyway so i i had to have super mario rpg at this point a couple things i want to say about that game yes yes, uh, yes like the art you're talking about um i always uh had this feeling and i don't know why this was just kind of my impression of it it always felt to me like you were playing a game in claymation mm, yeah Cause like, I think maybe just because of like how poofy all the models were mm -hmm. and it's like, it's all like well-rounded and stuff. And it's not like, uh, it's, it's, it's not like accurately proportioned really. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's a little bit of that cartoonish proportion sort of stuff mm -hmm. going on. I mean, especially some of the characters, I mean, think about like Mallow, it's like, right. he's like straight <laughs> out of a cartoon. Um, and so I, 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 that always helped add to that kind of lighthearted aspect that, mm -hmm. that you're talking about. And I think another thing that Nintendo did with this game, well, Nintendo, I, I'm, I'm assuming that had a lot of like, you know, art direction, a lot of production direction with this. And, um, and I think the, the story, I think it, kind of what you're alluding to is what really gave this big push of the Mario universe, mm -hmm. even more toward family friendliness. Yeah. Because from my perspective before this game, um, yeah, you had some cutesy stuff with uh, with like Yoshi. You had some um, uh, really there's not a whole lot of other cutesy stuff other than like some of the suits from Super Mario 3, yeah. like maybe the frog suit, the Tanuki suit, um, e even the raccoon suit. Um, like, but it, Mario still had this kind of feel. And again, this is speaking from my perspective of, you know, it's a real action-y game. So mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, you're jumping on turtles and kicking them and all mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. So it's, right. it's a little bit of uh, violence isn't the right word, but it's like aggressive. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. the right word in that sense. And this game, yeah, you're doing battles and stuff, but it really makes it feel like the aggression levels a lot down mm -hmm. and that, that any true. of that, that kind of um, aggression is, well, we're trying to defend ourselves because things are bad and, and things are encroaching on us mm -hmm. versus like this, well, who's right, me versus them sort of battle thing. Yeah. And definitely. I think that pivot is subtle if you don't think about it. But it is extremely important in casting the flavor of Mario from then on. Mm -hmm. Because from then on, Mario is much, much more. And, and Nintendo just took this tack generally, I think. Um, 
becoming family friendly, becoming, and, and a lot of people use that pejoratively. And I certainly am not. I, yeah. I think that that's a Nintendo is making their place for themselves in the video game world by doing these things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it makes it more, uh, easier to latch onto with like your heart versus having to be like in your brain with like a lot of other games are. Yeah. And I think that that's a super smart move from a, from a business perspective for a company, but also it, it really does a huge job. I think this game is the pivotal one in the Mario series where Mario really starts to get his own identity as what we think of now when we think of Mario. Yeah, does that make yeah. sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so and it's, it's actually really cool interesting that like Mario, he doesn't talk in this game. Yeah, like he just you know like that's another has, brilliant move. Yeah, so you can imprint yourself onto him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> that's um, a really good game. <laughs> like what you said about the graphics reminded me of something. So uh, I love uh, Legend of Zelda games that uh, like all of the characters and enemies look like some kind of gummy candy. Like I could find them in a box full of gummy bears. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I just I love that style of of uh, of enemy. Like, I don't know if you've seen yeah. like the new um, the Link's Awakening remake, the the Game Boy remake. I saw like a, a little trailer of it. I think, but that was yeah, about it. It, it is like everything looks like I want to eat this entire universe. <laughs> Like every tree, every plant, every yeah. vase. It's like you're, 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 the whole game just takes place on like a multi-layered cake, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but it, it has that same kind of vibe. Like everything is just like it just has this like cushy feeling to it, you know. Yeah. Especially like if you're in Mallow's like Cloud Kingdom or whatever, whatever oh, yeah. it is. You know, like yeah. everything's made of clouds and everything. Um, and and speaking of him, like all, all of the the characters in this game, like you know, like Gino, like freaking gino needs to come back in some shape or form i i I just he's such a cool character to me (laughs) i so i understand that uh, i I understand i i know that that's a thing right Mm -hmm. in like the the culture that like what the heck are we doing with gino who is gino like you know in the sense of how does he fit into the broader spectrum of things um but to me this is a master move by nintendo Mm -hmm. like you don't ever do it like you, you, maybe you tease that you're going to do it, but you don't ever do it. That is such a master move yeah. because it, the moment that you do it, you destroy Gino. That's really my perspective on it mm. because anything you do is never going to live up to that hype now right. ever. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I say that, but like I, it would have to be something like tied into this for me to care about it. You know, Super Mario RPG two. Yes. It's not like Paper Mario, right? And like you know, I mean, they're still doing like the, the turn based RPG games, but I mean, they are just not this one. Like they are just. It's a different. It is a totally different, different different thing. thing. I've heard that the the Mario Luigi like whatever that series is. I totally forgot what those are called. Um, the Mario and Luigi turn based the games. That, for they're the like game on Boy DS Advance. first, right? I think Game Boy Advance. I think there was a couple on the okay. DS, maybe something like that. But th- those yeah. are really good, from what I hear. Um, but you know, again, still they are not this one, um, right? So yeah. So <laughs> anyway, um, I uh, so I had to have this game, Zorane. I uh, I just I had to have this game at that point. Understandable. Um, and I don't know why we didn't just you know like call stores and ask if they had them. I guess that takes all the fun out of the hunt or something. Not that, you know, my mom was hunting for games or enjoyed hunting for video games or anything. But um, so we went to several, like over the next few weeks, we went to like several stores. It was just like out of stock everywhere. Um, 
eventually we went to uh we went to service merchandise which was like three minutes from my house max um (laughs) and they had one copy of this game and it was the uh the demo game i've never seen a turn-based rpg like on a you know a kiosk in a store but it was um and they Probably had this mario i guess yeah and so that was uh that was this copy and that was the copy that i got wow. so uh and i remember That's... paying whew, a little over 80 bucks for it that was back when like you know people were complaining about games being 60 70 dollars or whatever but bruh <laughs> dude and that's the thing is like 80 dollars then is more like a hundred dollars now yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that so yeah so yeah, yeah that game I, I never owned it but i rented it a couple times and like i played the mess out of it it is mm-hmm. just it is a beautiful game that's the only way to describe it yeah if you ask me yeah 100 percent. um and I, I i don't know there's just something about like in the game like all the numbers are really small like your hp like the damage you do all the numbers are really small so it just i don't know it just seems like a much friendlier game to me <laughs> yeah. than you know you're playing a final fantasy or something and then you nine, like, nine, 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 yeah nine, nine. you massacre this, <laughs> this dragon you know and it's like there's something about the small numbers like the little um a lot of the moves like with the like uh, they're not really necessarily quick time events but you know like there's some kind of like action bonus thing. move thing yeah like you can you know yeah. you rapidly press a button or something to do more damage or whatever yeah or if you like hit a button at the right time you do like a, a 1.3 yeah. damage or whatever. right 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 <laughs> uh so yeah super mario rpg it's a good if you've never played it uh 100 absolutely do the thing because it is uh it is worth yeah it. i don't really know how long it is thinking it's back not- on it like it's not as long as like a Final Fantasy game. Well, some of the Final Fantasy mm-hmm. games. Yeah, I'd be curious to to look that up and see. Uh, but anyway, so uh, my next tied for four, five, six game <laughs> is uh, Donkey Kong Country Two for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. You will see a common theme in in some of these games that they are uh, Super Nintendo games. Uh, this is this is another uh, another one of these like pre-rendered sprite kind of games. Um, am I in the frame? There I am. Um, man, I mean, I don't know. Most people have played a Donkey Kong Country game, I feel like. And I mean, they're pretty like readily available nowadays. Like if, if you want to play one, like they're on the, the Switch online service. They've been on like every Nintendo digital download system, mm-hmm. you know, thing, whatever. Um, but yeah, so don't get me wrong. I love the first Donkey Kong Country. Like it is a fantastic game. I absolutely love that game. However, there is something about uh, the whole pirate theme. I love freaking pirate music. Like <laughs> I just love pirate music. I don't know what it is exactly, but I love pirate music and I love Dixie. I love like the, uh, the whole, like the, her like spinning thing where she can like float around. I love, I love that kind of aspect to it. Um, and Diddy is, a uh, Diddy's my dude. I love Diddy. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like the perfect combination of, uh, of the duo of the team. Um, and I also like the third Don- Donkey Kong country, uh, not as much as the first two, but I mean, I, I think it's, it's still, it's still a good game. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so Donkey Kong country two is like 100%, uh, my favorite of the three. Um, 
and of course I 102%ed it. Is that what it is? I forgot what the number is. <laughs> I feel like you can go a little bit over a hundred percent. Um, it's funny, but yeah, like I had a, Oh, I'm sure I still have it somewhere, uh, a strategy guide for it. And you can, you know, you, it's one of those things where you, you can't actually beat it unless you collect all of these hidden coins that are hidden all throughout the, all throughout the game. Um, so you can't unlock, you know, the final boss or whatever, unless you get all those coins. Um, man, it's intense. Yeah. But it was, it's pretty cool. Like when you beat it, I guess spoilers, if you've never beaten Donkey Kong country too, uh, there's well, like spoilers this- for me, cause I've never, <laughs> But go ahead. Uh, there is this this thing at the very end. It's like I I forgot like how it, how it's worded or something. It's like it shows like um like the the winning screen where where Diddy is on on the screen, and then it has like uh like Sonic's shoes on the ground. Like he you know like freaking couldn't make it through the game. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there were like some other references on the screen. Um, I have no idea how they got away with that, but you know whatever. <laughs> Probably, well, for those specifically, probably because there's no kind of trademark or anything registered for just Sonic's shoes. Mm. It's those shoes in context with the rest of them. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, so at least yeah. at the time. Now there may be now. Right. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anything That's to add, awesome. Zerang? So, like, I never really played two or three um much at all actually i don't even know if i've ever played three maybe like once um but i was a huge fan of the first one mm-hmm. so like definitely understand the appeal of the games uh for me uh my brother and i got the the vhs preview thing oh, for yeah. the first game and we watched that every day for <laughs> i don't know how long all the way up until it came out yeah and so like i, I literally i've probably watched that a hundred times yeah <laughs> <laughs> i remember silly didn't they show like the silicon graphics like like a whole team of people with silicon graphics computers and like all the the renders yep. and all that stuff i just remember yeah, thinking, holy could- crap the graphics in this game they're unbelievable exactly and like they showed you just a little bit of it yeah. and it's like no super nintendo game had ever looked like that before yep. and yep. so that was pretty nuts um and then i remember when uh when we got it uh, we didn't even know like when exactly it was coming out because mm-hmm. um, I don't think that tape said anything about like when exactly it's coming out. It's just like we're working on this coming, so yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know how those things go, yeah. But uh, um, especially no date that they'd want to commit to a, mm-hmm. a, ca- a video cassette tape. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so it was at Walmart, and we were just like anytime when I was a kid, I'd go to Walmart, go straight to the electronics section, mm-hmm. right? Look at video games, look at whatever. Friggin' break your neck. It's probably why I have so many neck problems playing <laughs> the game on the TV that's like mounted on the ceiling, uh, looking down at you. Right, right, and uh, and uh, well, this one actually, it's funny. They had like a separate kiosk for this that was oh, like nice. a, a, like just straight on uh but they had one set up for donkey kong country mm-hmm. and like i walked by it i did like a double take <laughs> so I'm like, what it's out oh my goodness and so I, uh, of course i sat there played it and yeah um and we got the game and it's like i played that game so much so so mm-hmm. much so i i love the series i don't know why i never got into the second one there had to have been some story about when it came out versus other games coming out around that time yeah. that i was into but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just never got into them. Uh, but I love the the music, of course. Uh, David Wise is just on another level. And, Freaking uh, genius! Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's something that you just you can't 
understate about that series is just how good the music is. It's oh, just yeah. way too good. It is. Uh, yeah, it's it's some of the the best music, I think, like some of the best video game music. Like it's it's just it's so good, especially when you consider like the mood that it sets and how much it plays into the atmosphere mm-hmm. of the levels that you're playing and just like like the ambience, right? Like not just aquatic ambience as a song, which is amazing. Yeah. But like think about some of them when like you're in like some of the later like jungle levels and stuff mm-hmm. like the the reverbs he's using it, it makes you feel like you're in these spaces yeah. and that it's like some sort of it's like this weird kind of hybrid between i'm in a real life jungle and i'm in a video game jungle i kind of can feel <laughs> right. that i'm in a video game jungle but i get the sense that it, it's more real than just that mm-hmm. and the graphics obviously add a lot to that flavor too yeah and definitely. i and uh, and I'm going to have an old man on the porch moment right now, but like, I don't think that, you know, some of the younger generations really appreciate how, well, maybe they do, but I'm sure some don't understand how revolutionary that is from how a video game made you feel. Cause like yeah. now that art of, of making you feel a certain way in a video game is so refined and mm-hmm. so just hyper-focused. It wasn't like that back then so much. Yeah. And so it was, it was certainly a revolutionary video game series in, Lots of different ways, I think. Yeah. I never thought about that, like how well that soundtrack, like it's not just good music, like it is good. It literally pulls you into what, where, whatever area you're in. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I mean, you know, obviously there are other games have like, oh, here's like the snow level. Here's like the water level, you know, and the themes kind of right. represent that. But like, there's just, there's extra ambience. Like there's all this extra stuff. Like just, it just sucks you in. You're just completely transported there. Mm-hmm. That's another reason why I really like all the uh, Akira Yamaoka Silent Hill mm-hmm. soundtracks. Yeah. It does the same thing. Whereas Donkey Kong Country is just like, you know, kind of a a, a very um, empowering sense of being there. Yeah, <laughs> the Akira right. Yamaoka stuff's just the opposite. It's completely disempowering. And it's like, you're just, you're, you're, you're just here experiencing this horror around yeah. you. It's yeah. That's, that's so true. Um, yeah, the I mean, like, and again, like the third one's pretty good too. I I don't think it's as good as the first two, but it does have this cool mechanic where you're not just like going from level to level. You have like a, a vehicle that you can navigate to all the different levels with, and you oh. have to uh, upgrade that vehicle to get to the next the next area. So it kind of has like a hub world esque almost to yeah. it. So it's it's kind of that that part of it's kind of cool. That is uh, cool. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, Donkey Kong Country, man, good stuff. So, all right, this is my my next four, five, and six. This is Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo. <laughs> so, uh, bro, like I freaking love this game so much. Uh, <laughs> this is another one of those games where the first time I played it, I was over at a friend's house. Um, I I don't want to say I was maybe maybe in like the fifth grade or something like that. Um, and he was, he was towards the end of the game. And I just remember him like, you know, obviously it's not like a two player game. So it's like, you know, somebody has to just kind of like play it and show it to you or whatever, but, um, it's he, no secret of mana. Right, right. Exactly. Um, and so he, he just like got into a battle and was just like doing all this crazy, you know, all these crazy, like magic, spells and crap and it was just it it blew my mind as a wee lad um and uh i i I never i I didn't get the game as a kid uh but this this left a lasting impression on me and 
I don't know when exactly it was. It was, it was a few years later. I decided, um, it was when I discovered emulation on, you know, on, on installing a super Nintendo emulator on a PC and, and playing, you know, ROMs, <laughs> you know, that whole thing. Um, and I, I honestly don't know why I never, I never bought the game. I, cause like, you know, it was pretty easy to get that kind of stuff back then for pretty inexpensive. Cause man, when they phased, when they phased stuff out, they phased it on out. Dude. <laughs> like, uh, like I think about what's his name? Mike Matei. Uh, he, he said that he, um, like almost all of his NES collection, he got at Funko land when they were just literally get like almost paying him to take it. And he was paying like a penny, five cents, 10 cents. And he just, he literally walked out with a garbage bag, like freaking Santa Claus out of the store with NES games. But, Oh yes. Anyway, um, that reminds me of one quick anecdote. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, when I uh, the first time I was into Magic the Gathering, uh, the set that was like old, old was Ice Age at that mm-hmm. time, and um, they I went to a shop where they were selling like Ice Age packs for like a dollar fifty or something like mm-hmm. that. Like if I, I if I could get Ice Age packs right now for a dollar fifty, mm-hmm. I'd probably buy a thousand of them. Right? Like I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Not even kidding. Maybe yeah. two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That kind of like oh oh man. Oh yeah, that's oh that's a whole nother that's a whole nother that's a whole podcast topic there, uh, right? To figure out how to word that into a topic. Um. Anyway, so I uh I pain. got that's the pain. I'm sorry pain <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So I uh one of the games that I got as you know I downloaded the ROM of was uh was Chrono Trigger, uh to play on uh on Z SNES on my on my PC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, I remember it was it was spring break, one year. I, I I think I was like maybe in like ninth grade or something at this point, something like that. Um, it was spring break, and I decided I am going to play through Chrono Trigger because I want to, and it's awesome, and I've always wanted to play through it. And so that's what we're going to do this spring break. So that spring break, I woke up in the morning. I played played Chrono Trigger the entire day, you know, taking little breaks here and there to eat and whatever. And uh, that was my, that was my spring break that week. But (laughs) I think it was maybe like that Friday uh, I was playing it. I want to say I was, um, so I was at uh, it. I don't know if you say his name, Magus or Magus, or I've heard people say it both ways. Um, I, I pronounce that word magus, but that's just or me. that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't know either. So However, I, you officially say yeah, his name. That character. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. If I could ask him, I would I would ask him. But you know, um, so uh, I was at his castle like right before he's like about to join your party or whatever, and I um, I had a save state mishap, and I accidentally overwrote my save state like right as I was like about to die or had died or something like that. Um, and I wasn't, this was back before I, and now I am very <laughs> like, I have to, yeah, I have to save stuff like, you know, in 27 different places and all this stuff. And this is exactly why. Um, so I overwrote that save. It basically became worthless at that point. I was not like saving in the game. I, I saved like here and there. Um, but, yeah, like not not as nearly as much as I should have. Um, and so I was like, 
okay, we're done here. Uh, I, uh, I just, I'm done. So <laughs> I uh, put Chrono Trigger yeah. to rest at that point for a while. Um, and then from then on, it seemed like, so I, I was big into uh, Nokia smartphones when I was in high school. And engage yeah like the engage and all that stuff the the symbian operating system um i i i would do this thing where i would get a new one like on ebay and then i would sell the one that i just have to pay f- you know mostly for the new one and just it was just like this cycle and i was like turning them yeah i was just like constantly <laughs> upgrading this phone to the, a little bit better version of it you know like maybe like i don't know once every like seven or eight months or something like that. Uh, it yeah. was really, it was just really ridiculous. But anyway, um, I, so I, I say all that to say I installed emulators on these, on these phones. Cause you know, I mean, everybody else was like, Oh man, I got my Motorola razor phone. And I'm like, Hey, now I had a razor. <laughs> I'm like, well, bro, I'm playing super Nintendo games on mine. I don't know what you're doing over there. Um, so phone call. That was it. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, I mean, and looking back on it, like it was like the most miserable experience of all time to pull, to try and play some of these games on, on a phone. <laughs> I remember specifically it was, uh, it was a Nokia. I think it's like a, a, I, don't ask me how I remember these numbers. It was like a 6,600 or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. there was actually a movie. I don't remember what it was like. The movie was called like cell phone or something like that. And I, I don't even remember what it was about. It was like some kind of, t- you know, like the movie taken like that whole scenario. <laughs> yeah. um, something, one of those kind of movies. And it was like about this phone. Um, anyway, it had like a little thumbstick <laughs> on it. So I always thought that yeah. that was kind of cool. So um, uh, anyway, so yeah, it was, uh, it was this whole thing where I'd get a new phone and I would install an emulator on it. And I would install multiple emulators on it. The first thing I would do is I would play Sonic 3 and Knuckles because reasons, uh, which I will get to in a few weeks. And then uh, after that, I would install Chrono Trigger on it and I would play Chrono Trigger for a while. Um, And this happened with every phone that I had. This happened with every uh, like a laptop that I had every like when I jailbroke my PSP, I did the same thing. literally every device that I could install this game on, I, I did. And so like the first like five or so hours of Chrono Trigger, I have played so many times. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, but I didn't actually beat it until I ended up, I got, there's a port of Chrono Trigger for, uh, for the DS. And mm-hmm. it's actually the version of Chrono Trigger that came out on the PlayStation, which has like these extra mm-hmm. added anime cutscenes which are cool, but it's kind of weird because you see the cutscene, and then literally the same thing happens like, you know, with the sprites in the game. So it's kind of like, yeah. it's kind of jarring, but you know, it's kind of like, you know, obviously <laughs> they just inserted it in there, whatever, but, right. um, but it was cool because, you know, I could play the game and then just boop, I'm done for now and like put the DS into standby and go do my thing. And, you know, I wouldn't have to like find a save spot or whatever, you know, that, that whole thing that I'm dealing with now with final fantasy eight. But, uh, so anyway, so that is actually how I beat Chrono trigger was on that, on the DS version. So nice. So, yeah, very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My history with Chrono trigger is much the same as yours, except for, I still haven't beaten it. (laughs) mostly playing it through emulators um yeah i'm trying to think of ever played the cart i know that i had a friend in um 
where was this? This was in college, I think, who had it and was playing it. And I was hanging out with him while he was playing it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't play it. And I sure as heck now I'm not going to play it on a cartridge because while I appreciate those crazy collectors like you, (laughs) I definitely have no such blood running through my veins (laughs) to that degree. Anyway, (laughs) I will say, so I got this cartridge like maybe three years ago or something. I, I've gotten to this point where there are very few games that I like, you know, I, very few of these like expensive games that I, I want to get, you know, or that yeah. I like have to get. So right. those were Mega Man X two. That was the only X game that I didn't have. And, uh, and Chrono Trigger. And those were, those were two that I've been looking for forever. And I actually, uh, at, there's a convention in, uh, in Texas called retro Palooza. It's, uh, it's put on by, by the game chasers. If, if anybody's ever watched them, um, and I got uh, Chrono Trigger and X2 bundled together uh, for 200, which both of those That's, games sell for about 100 or they sold at the time for like 130 to 150 or something like that. I have no idea yeah. what they are now. I know Chrono Trigger like complete sells for like around a thousand. So I was going to say like I would pay 200 right now for those two games and I would just mm-hmm. sell X2. Yeah. Like that, that I would do, but there's no way I could get that deal. <laughs> yeah. So Anna, my wife, Anna actually negotiated that deal. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's, it's one of those things. Here's a pro tip. If you ever go to a video game convention and you want to get a good deal on something, wait until like the last couple of hours on Sunday, because they want to get rid of as much stuff as they can before they leave, you know? And so, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's the moment, the time to shine. So, uh, so Yeah. Um, I got, I don't, I don't even, I can't think of any other super Nintendo games that I want, honestly, beyond those. Once I got those two, I was like, yeah, I'm good here. <laughs> you just reminded me of another topic for another podcast. That's oh, just yeah. game collecting generally. Oh yeah. that uh, That's one that I can talk about for a while. Yeah. Cause I mean, I do collect, uh, I yeah. have small collections. I have specific collections. I don't, I, I, don't I like collect for- the thing I like about your collection is, is very focused on, on yeah. like you know one specific theme or a couple specific themes or you know or you know whatever so i, I yeah, really like yeah. it i i definitely don't do for a console because like mm. that would kill me I'd, like, i don't ways. <laughs> i don't want to do like a complete anything collection i just i i am i want to actually play the games that i have you know i don't want to have yeah i mean obviously these things take up space and yeah i just i, I don't have any desire to have a bunch of fluff on my shelves for no reason i do and i'm working on kind of putting a plan together to to sell some of it but uh it's uh, oh really yeah it's uh it's it's a bunch of i mean it's it's a bunch of filler stuff like a bunch of sports games like for oh sure they're they're complete though because they're from my parents video store so um so they're complete yet another thing we need to talk about yeah definitely that (laughs) So yeah, if we should totally talk about game collecting just generally because like I think it's a very interesting topic. And you're talking about like the uh, game chasers, you know, I like watching their stuff and mm-hmm. other similar channels uh, when I have a minute or two. So I, I think that that stuff's interesting for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just not like I said, not my blood. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like to, <clears throat> I like to keep it in check. I, I I've gotten into this this. Uh, never mind. No, we're not going down that rabbit yeah, hole. We'll discuss that. In there. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, but uh, Chrono Trigger, the topic at hand, um, I I think that 
I don't know what it is about that game. I mean, yeah, it's a square RPG or square soft RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that it's a, a super Nintendo square soft RPG. There's very few of those that aren't good. Mm-hmm. Very few. I can only think of one, but there's probably more than one. I'm thinking I of Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. <laughs> but even that has really good music. Right. So it's like, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, dude, like the, the music is so good in, in Chrono Trigger. The, yeah. the, the sprite work is so good. Uh, just the characters are so distinct and yes. have their own personalities. Um, I I'm a sucker for time travel. So back to the future is my, <laughs> my favorite movie spoilers for if we ever, when we talk about favorite movies or whatever, but, uh, but back, like I love back to the future. Anytime there's something to me. I, I just, I love about like the way that things affect other things way on down the line. And then you got different branching things that are happening. And then <laughs> Marty's climbing over Marty and he's like, Oh, I got to swing on this thing and do all this stuff to make sure Biff doesn't do something. Du-. You know, you just, <laughs> it's just this whole complex web of things. And I just, I, I love, uh, you know, both you and I, Zerain, we love complicated things like That's all the true. lore, all that stuff. So, you know, it just, it, time travel and all that just like tickles my whatever that is you know what i'm saying right um so i love that aspect of uh of chrono trigger um i there's there's a youtube video uh i forgot the channel it's like chrono trigger explained he he does uh a bunch of rpgs like he has one for like final fantasy 7 i don't know if he has one for 8 maybe um, he had one for Chrono he should, Cross. If he doesn't, yeah, he had one for Chrono Cross and one for Chrono Trigger, and they're like really detailed and they're really good. So like if, uh, like after I beat Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross and Final Fantasy VII, like I went back and watched that, and it kind of like you know kind of reminds you of some things you may have like glazed over in the story or whatever, and like oh oh that oh. <laughs> Um, so it's like heavy spoilers, but you know, if, if you've, or like if you've played the game before, you can watch it and be like, oh yeah, I remember that happening, you know, and then, you know, jogs yeah. the old memory banks and all that stuff. So that's cool. Like, I, I really appreciate people who take that kind of time and effort to, to make Dude, really I can't well done. Things imagine like how much effort it takes to do something like that. That's right. <laughs> that is a lot of wow. research. <laughs> Labor of love for sure. Yeah, definitely. So Zerain, cool. is there anything else that you would like to add about about Chrono Trigger or anything in general before we wrap up here and land the plane? I think it's interesting that all three of these choices of yours um, come from the Super Nintendo. Um, yes, I think that I think many people would agree that, especially those who lived through it, that the Super Nintendo was a special kind of console, mm-hmm. like. Um, it had so many different really good games definitely, and so many different really good kinds of games. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's hard to articulate. It, so I think that, um, I think that the Super Nintendo is in a lot of ways analogous, maybe for some later generations, this will be more applicable to them to a PS one mm-hmm. where like, dude, Nintendo really opened up to third party developers yeah. and, yeah, there's some real bombs. I mean, there's some real <laughs> right. bombs on Super Nintendo. But there's some real gems from like unknown studios and stuff mm-hmm. too. And I think PlayStation 1's a lot like that too. Um Yeah, definitely. It didn't quite get down to like shovelware levels, mm-hmm. although maybe that's questionable with some of the PS1 stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's there's uh, some stuff there. <laughs> but uh 
but there's some really, really um, underappreciated gems for both of those consoles. And I think Super Nintendo big time there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so I, I I talk about this like every single time I have a microphone in front of my face uh, <laughs> just because I, I feel like it's very important to me for like the way that I think about video games and the experiences I had as a kid and whatever. But like, I did not have a PlayStation as a kid until after the dreamcast was discontinued. So I literally like dabbled in PS one games and that's, you know, that's that. So I've missed out on so many different things and I've been over the past few years getting caught up with some of this stuff. And like, I cannot believe how many great games there are for that system. Like it's Wild. it's crazy to me how many great games are for that system. Yeah, like you could sit down and between the two of us in like fifteen minutes we could list fifty to a hundred, you know, complete blockbuster below your pants off games mm-hmm. like 100%. easy. And easy. I feel like I'm just scratching <laughs> the surface right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like back to the whole collecting thing, that's really the only console that I'm truly like collecting for right now honestly the ps1 Uh, yeah like other 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 systems like if i can get a good deal on something sure or whatever um or if there's something that i can maybe flip to buy more ps1 games then sure uh but but yeah um i feel like ps1 games right now uh are they're they're starting to creep up in price they're starting Mm -hmm. to get up into the area where some of them you know they're pushing a hundred you know so yeah yeah, um, I'm glad I got into it when I did because a lot of the games that that I may have paid fifty bucks for a couple of years ago are now over a hundred dollars. So, well, that's oh my goodness, that's like um, so I have uh, Black Label Silent Hill one. Mm-hmm. I had uh, there's this is a story I'm not going to tell it now, but I'll tell. I know you know this story, but <laughs> I got to tell the story again when we talk about. Uh, my collection or whatever but so i've got a black hill a black hill a black label silent hill one mm-hmm. um and for various reasons i did not have one for a long time i had a greatest hits green label yeah um and this was years and years ago when there's a store that's closed now there in memphis that you and i went to and they had one mm-hmm. for like i think it was like 35 dollars, and i was like yep. i don't really want to i sh- Oh my goodness. I, I beat every time I see my copy, I beat myself up for that moment <laughs> because like I ended up paying well over a hundred dollars for that mm. black label. Yeah. And I only did it because like, that's one of the most special games to me. Yeah. Um, for a lot of different reasons, but, um, I mean, it's perfect condition. Like there's no doubt that the one that I have is in better condition than that $35 one would have been. There's like mm-hmm. no doubt mine. I, I, it looks like nobody's ever touched it. Yeah. I'm surprised it's even been opened to be honest. <laughs> um, so that's, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, it's like, I, so I feel, I feel the pain of missing out on a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. That store had a wonder swan too, that I wish I had picked up. Did they really? Yeah. I remember seeing it there. Uh, oh, I am glad that I got I got several Sega CD games there for like a dollar or two. So oh, wow. that was awesome. But yeah, yeah, we were. I think maybe even that one time or sometime around, then you got that one that has a really cool soundtrack. On oh it. yeah, uh, Microcosm. I think is what yeah, they're. yeah. It's not a great yeah. game. It's kind of one of those FMV <laughs> shooter kind of. Oh yeah, you know, one of those games. But the soundtrack's pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, it was nice. So yeah, um, man. Collecting's a weird thing. It's it weird is. Thing. And we will return to that topic at some point in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. 
So Zerain, uh, where can all the people of cyberspace find you out there in cyberspace land? You wonderful cyberspace links can find me at zerain.net slash links or just zerain.net. That's fine. It'll <laughs> all take you to the same place. X-E-R-A-E-N.net Sweet. or .com. That works too. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I got a million domains. Just <laughs> type those letters. He actually does. I, I have seen the list several times and it's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I'm so bad. It's like talk about collecting. It's like whenever like a domain, like a domain. TLD is like a dollar a year. I'm like, yes, please. I'll add that one to the collection. Let's put that in. Yeah, my let's bag. get a hit of that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> and we're going to make this easy for me. Uh, MichaelK.net will take you to YouTube if you're not watching this on YouTube right now. And MichaelK.net slash links will take you to a link tree with all of the other things on there on on the on said link tree. So Zerain, it has been fun. It has been excellent. I'm looking yes. forward to uh, to hearing your your top your four, five and six choices for for next week. I've got to do some homework to do some differentiation for what actually makes that part of the list. But uh, yeah, I'm looking I uh, to it as well. I just gave up, did the hand wave and said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four, five and six is one slot. I'm uh, sure I'll do the same or, or something similar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cyberspace. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate you. You being here, whether you are watching on YouTubles or on YouTubles on the YouTubles. Excuse me. How could I say that name incorrectly on the YouTubles or you are listening to this podcast in some auditory format. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for the support. We greatly appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Peace. Deuces. Deuces.